one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Keeping It Real On Purpose, and I am your host, Edna White. This is the podcast where we come together with real talk about real things and struggles in life, relationships, and in business on purpose. Today, our guest is Simon Servino, and he is an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a podcast host himself, and we want to welcome him to our show today. Welcome, Simon, and thank you for being here. So cool to be here. Hello, Edna. Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I know. Um, I'm excited to have you here um, to talk about how do you show up in the world? Look, 21 years ago, I did fall in love with one thing. Mm -hmm. And since then, every day I'm showing up to serve those people with that one question. Mm, that's good. You know, it's it's a constraint, of course, when you say, okay, I'm going to serve one group of people to solve one problem. Mm-hmm. You are creating a constraint. Okay. And, that, and many people say, oh, wow, but that's hard, right? With a constraint, where is the freedom? And I say, mm-hmm. it's the opposite. I did fall in love with this one particular target group, with this one particular problem Mm -hmm. and now every day I get creative I just show up open and then I listen and then I have to get creative and to find solutions to those problems and that's what I love about it and the target group that I picked is entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. the problem that I picked is the go-to-market problem okay to enter a market crush it in a market stay in the market and that's what I, that's how I show up in the world. I'm here to serve entrepreneurs and scaling mm-hmm. and I'm doing it every day since 21 years. Nice. So when you talk about market, uh, what type of market are you talking Are you talking about marketing or you're talking about in the market that they're in, the industry? Market and, marketing and sales. Okay. So whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, you are doing it out of passion and love. Right. But it will only come far if you actually get it across, right? Right. And so that getting it across, that's marketing and sales. Right. So what's the difference between sales and marketing? Because they do, although they are together that I've learned, they, they, one's different than the other. Yeah. Huge difference. Marketing is starting a conversation. Okay. So, hey, hello world, um, this is what I see. Are you interested in exploring that with me? Mm-hmm. That's marketing. Right. Sales is, I see you, I see what you need to solve next, and I commit to split the risk with you, become your partner, now let's do this. Right. You see, it's, it's very different, but that marketing comes from an energy of curiosity and exploration mm-hmm. and and sharing the journey right and sales is an energy of commitment intensification and partnering up yeah 
Yeah, that's important. The par- the the partnering up is very import- important for marketing. I think a lot of and if 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 you, if you could share something on that, um, I think a lot of our um, clients kind of forget that part part of it. You know, the partnering up in the marketing part. Would you say? Yeah, then then you you don't close the deal, right? right. So if you forget that part, you. That's the money making part. Oh yeah. That's the part when they say yes, I'm going with you for the next three months, six months. Let's partner up. Mm-hmm. So take us through, um, you know, a, a session with you for for a business. You know, let's take us sure. take take us through that. So, what's an example uh, of of a business to give you a demo? Um. Let's say real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the first first month is about identifying the current bottleneck. Mm-hmm. So let's say you you are somebody who cons- consults people on which real estate they should pick right. to create a long term portfolio. Right. Now, in the first month, we find out okay, what's your bottleneck? The bottleneck is the weakest part of your system. If we just mm-hmm. simplify, every business is made of marketing, sales, and operations, and then there is a management element of that because you have to work on form, fit, and function of marketing, form, fit, and function of sales, form, fit, and function of operations. That's management. Okay. So we help find the bottleneck by asking, let's say you take on 10 times more real estate clients right. next week. Okay. Which part of your delivery breaks first? So they might say, yeah, I can onboard them, but then in week two, I don't have enough people actually to deliver. Okay. So we know that week two of your delivery is the bottleneck. Okay. So we work in cycles of 90 days because those are 12 weeks, Mm -hmm. one sprint each of seven days. And so each sprint would focus on one bottleneck and solve that first. Okay. And when we solve that, we write it down and we move on to the next bottleneck. So gotcha. every process is different, mm-hmm. but in because but but the process is the same for everybody. So in 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 the first month we would identify the bottleneck, okay. then we would simplify the offer, and then we would improve the sales part. I got so you. Closing more real estate clients. Okay. Then in month two it's about making making that more repeatable by writing it down. And in month three, we add some marketing because now you have something that's working. Mm-hmm. Now, now is the time to get out there and tell the world about it. Okay. So it seems like we, we, when, we when you say bottleneck, because that means, you know, what's the hardest, is, what's the problem that's stopping you from con- kind of continuing or, or flowing the way you should, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's the weakest part. The weakest part, okay. Even if you put in more energy, more resources into it, that part will stop the overall flow because it's the weakest part. I got you. So that is the bot. Yeah, because I know um, when you said bottleneck, I think about um, going through traffic and there's only one way into the area and the line is like forever long. (laughs) 
to get exactly. in and out. Yes. And now you can have a Ferrari, mm -hmm. but that bottleneck is stopping everybody. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> so when you said that, I was like, oh, that makes like perfect sense. Like, there it is. Okay, so it, it, no matter what it is, it's it's gonna. If you have that challenge there, you're not gonna move forward. And I like that you said 90 days. And what's the what's the significance of doing it for 90 days? Do you think like someone could come to you? Like, like, like I said, I'm real estate, I'm in real estate. So I come to you and it's like, Oh no, I don't want to do 90 days. Will it be uh, profitable for me to do maybe a month? It, we would make you a disservice, so we would not offer a month. Okay. Because that would be a disservice to you. I got you. The reason why 90 days is it takes around 15 to 22 days mm -hmm. to change behavior. Gotcha. So to, to, to break existing patterns of how you do sales right. and operations. And then it takes quite a while, up to 60, 70 days mm -hmm. to install new behaviors. Oh, wow. So if you say, I'm going to run my first marathon, mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, you have to let go of some things, right. like you will probably drink less in the evening for the next 10 days. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are letting go of some patterns, and then you will install some new patterns. For example, I, I run every day um, independently of the weather, right. and it takes you around 40 to 60 days to really cement that new habit into your life right and so overall in 90 days you can run your first half marathon you can make yourself ready for a first half marathon if you have never run one mm -hmm. or if you did a marathon you can prepare for or a half marathon you can prepare for a marathon so you can do deep transformation in 90 days mm -hmm. but you cannot do it in 30 days probably right. that's why from our experience having run uh, many hundreds of those sprints, we see that it takes around 75 to 85 days for that whole transformation to happen. To happen. Letting go yeah. of things that are not conducive mm -hmm. to your growth, installing new things, and fortifying those. Yes, okay, that makes sense. So I know that your business name is Strategy Sprints. And now I'm starting to think, now I know why. <laughs> so tell us why the name Strategy Sprints. Yeah, for me, the most important question is, what's the right thing for us to do? Mm -hmm. And then the second question is, and what's the best way to do it? Right. And so what's the right thing for us to do? That's the strategy question. Mm -hmm. Before you know that, you shouldn't do anything. Right. First, clarify yes. what's the right thing. Right. Makes sense. And that, yes. might, that might seem counterintuitive because most of us, we like to start doing stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's more fun. But you have, to, you have to check that you are running in the right direction. Again, right. in a marathon, you might be running really fast, but in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So first you check what's the right thing to do. That's the strategy question. And when you have found the strategy, which means you have a thesis, what makes you superior to all other offers out there okay. right. and how you will crush it in the market. That's a thesis, right? And when you have that thesis, how you will win and deliver, then you go into the tactical level. That's what we call sprints. So now you can break down work into very small chunks 
mm-hmm. of a peak, and then every week you just solve one little part of what you need to solve. And this is important because your team needs motivation and energy over a longer period. Mm-hmm. It's a series of sprints. Like right. if you think of a year, a year, a year is a series of 50 sprints. Oh, wow. Yes. Didn't think about that, and, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And, and building a business takes years, if not decades. So we are talking here hundreds of sprints. Yeah. So you will need, you will need energy back. Otherwise you burn out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why important to think about what gives teams actually energy and motivation. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, we cut work into very small pieces. Right. The teams can actually deliver in seven days. Right. And when they deliver them, then they get feedback. Mm-hmm. Now it's like angry birds. You shoot the bird, uh-huh. 500 points. You shoot the next bird, 700 points. Right. Yeah. And immediately you want to shoot the next one for 800. Right. Imagine you shoot the bird mm-hmm. and then it says, thank you for shooting the bird. Right. In six months, you will get a detailed report about your results. Right. Mm-hmm. You burn out. You yeah. stop playing that thing. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and that so makes sense. And so why do we do that? Right? Mm-hmm. So why, why would we not organize for flow? And that's why we have developed a sprint method where every seven days you ship it, you get feedback, and you want to build more on Monday. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. So let's segue into your book because I know your book says a lot of things about this, right? Um, tell us about you being an author and the name of your book. So it's like 20 years that I want to write a book uh-huh. and my wife was was poking me. She says, Sam, when will you actually write the book? <laughs> and I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Next year, next year, next year. Uh-huh. And I never did it. Oh boy. And then came the pandemic and she was like, okay, what's your excuse now? And I said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to write it. <laughs> yeah. What's your excuse now? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had no excuses anymore. And yeah. so I did sit down, go through 21 years of being in the trenches with teams. And I said, okay, what are the most important learnings? What are the processes mm-hmm. that have, that have worked? every single time in 14 different countries. Those are the processes that I will share in the book because they help everybody. Like it's when you get a a cookbook, Mm -hmm. it's just wonderful to have a cookbook. Yeah. You get immediately, you know, the cultural experiments of 3000 years of a country and then you get it in a book, it's ready. You just do what's, what, what, what's in that checklist mm-hmm. and you have an amazing dish and you feel that that country, that culture, the language, the, the perfumes yeah. immediately. Yeah. That's why I love cookbooks, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the strategy sprint book is actually a very practical book just for, for growing businesses. Right? Right. One chapter is how to do marketing. One chapter is how to do sales. One chapter is how to hire. Right. And it's very practical. It's like a cookbook mm-hmm. and I have it here on my desk. In some months, my marketing is not working. And so I go, hmm, which step did I skip? Right. 
Okay. I go back chapter four marketing. Mm-hmm. I go through the checklist. Oh, look, I was trying to jump over step six. <laughs> so you're always checking yourself with your own book, which is great, which is so great. That's good. Yes. Because the, the effective processes are actually very simple. Mm-hmm. They are evergreen. They're timeless. Mm-hmm. Think of yoga processes or Ayurveda. Those are very simple. Yeah. Very processes. proven, very old things. And if, mm-hmm. if you think you can do something much fancier, etc., usually after a couple of months, you go back to the simple thing. Mm-hmm. It's always the simple things. It's always the simple things. It really is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The challenge is that we go fancy, right? We think we we are much smarter. Yeah. And then we create something fancy and then it usually doesn't work. So I always get back to the roots and I use the book to do that. Yeah. I, I call it the shiny syndrome. You know, you always, you know, you have what it takes simply to do something, but we always see something shiny, you know, like, um, like the new gurus, oh, this is, you could do this and that. And really, and you try it, right? You try it and it, it flops, but do something very simple and basic. Everyone loves it, <laughs> you know? So it's shiny yeah. syndrome. We get like that sometimes that, you know, we get, we doubt ourselves a little bit. That's why we go towards totally. those things. Yeah. Dude, did you see that guy on YouTube? He says you can do this directly. And say, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, really? And then you're like so confused after a while. And I was, was so funny the other day. I'm talking to my um, my virtual assistant. So, and I'm, you know, saying something to her about, you know, all the content that I had. And I was like, I started going through my content. I was like, oh my goodness, this is really ridiculous to have this much content. <laughs> and, I, and I'm always thinking of like ways to kind of like make more content. And I was like, this is really ridiculous. You know, this has to be set up the right way, you know? And it, we have so much simple information to give and to share. Like you said, you sat down and you put, you put 21 years into something. Um, that's, that's really, that's really good. And, and a lot of times as, as entrepreneurs, we don't do that. We just, we want to go to the next shiny thing because that's what we think that the, our audience wants because we didn't, as you said, strategize about who are we really attracting? Who do we want mm-hmm. to work with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really good. Yeah. So tell us um, the, your favorite part of, of your book. One chapter. Tell us about one chapter of your book. I like the hiring chapter because okay. hiring is the toughest thing. Okay. No matter how many years you practice hiring, you will need a ton of time to decide which role to hire, to write the job post, to interview people, to have them demo, to onboard them. Mm -hmm. There are so many moving parts in this thing. And the more moving parts you have, the more stuff can go wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you onboard the right people, but after two months, they leave you. Right. And then you onboard the wrong people and they never leave you. Right, right. So there's so many things that can go wrong and it takes you hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. That's why my favorite is the hiring chapter because it has all the checklists and blueprints. Just do this step after that step. And that's literally what I use because 
it took me so many iterations to get the hiring right. 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 And you talk about countries. You you've you talk about the countries that you did different in- interviews in. Um, does do those hiring practices change in different areas? Yes, you have to be culturally sensitive. Okay. And uh, there are there are different ways how you start the interview, how you conduct the interview, how you politely uh, say no to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you have you have to be very very uh, empathetic on the cultural side. Okay. And and then you have the time zone differences, mm-hmm. and then you have the the different. Uh, salaries that you need to be aware of, wow. the, the expectations, mm-hmm. and what they find important. Right. Um, so yes, there are so many things. You cannot do just the same thing in each country. Right, right. Okay, I get it. So what was the most challenging country that you ha- you, you've had experience with hiring? Every week I'm learning something new. Mm-hmm. Every week. Mm-hmm. So... Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right. There is even even in inside a continent, you mm-hmm. can learn so many different things. Like sure. you are in New York. Mm-hmm. New York is a totally different city than than Miami. Is a totally different city than Los Angeles, and we are still in in the USA, right? Right. And and it's so different. And then imagine imagine now Canada or in your same time zone going mm-hmm. to South America. Right. Totally different. Oh, yeah. Uh, market. Mm-hmm. That's the Yeah, you're right about that. So what would you uh, share with someone to, if they wanted to get into this type of work that you do, um, what would you say to them to be empowered to do, you know, to be involved? So... You mean if somebody wants to start a consultancy or yeah. if somebody wants to scale faster? Um, well, both. <laughs> Let's do both. <laughs> Let's do both. Well, if you want to start a consultancy, the most important thing is that you solve real problems for real people. Mm-hmm. So uh, start working with 10 and then backwards you realize, all right, this is what I can deliver in this time frame mm-hmm. so it might be you help them reduce costs in a, in a year right it might be you help them increase sales in half a year it might be you help them save time in doing something right those are the three vital things and somewhere in there if if, if that's your superpower you will find in one of those areas that you can start promising those things. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, in six months, I can reduce your costs by 15%. Right. Then that's your offer. Right. And then you move it from there. As soon as you find that, now you are probably around 35 to 50,000 per month. Now you move into stage two, you have found something that works and you know what you're good at. Now it's about scaling it. Mm-hmm. Scaling is now about writing down how it works and hiring and handing processes over and removing yourself from right. being the bottleneck of the business. Right. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> that's the consulting journey yeah. if you're building a consultancy. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fire yourself from right. operations like I did at some point. You are the bottleneck. 
you yes. have to get out of mm -hmm. being the coach. Now right. you will start coaching the coaches. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to get out of it. Yeah. yeah, you have to totally get out of it. You're so right. Because I know for my own business, um, I was in my own way and I had to start hiring to get out of my way. <laughs> to hire exactly. people. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it does matter. Definitely. Definitely. Exactly. So, and on the other side, mm -hmm. if you want to scale your mm -hmm. business, right? The first thing to do is to map, write down what's marketing, what's sales, what's operation doing right now. Mm -hmm. And now you gradually hand that over. Ah. And now you move to the next bigger problem to solve. So, mm -hmm. you have solved now the marketing problem, you solved the sales problems, you solved the operations problem. Now you have to solve the scaling problem. Right. What is a business model that is conducive and the most direct path to our growth? Mm -hmm. What are big affiliate partnerships, joint ventures that we can start that will catapult our growth? Mm -hmm. How can we turn our costs from fixed costs into variable costs? How can we build in network effects so that not just we create value, but each one of our clients, if we connect them, creates value to each other so that the whole ecosystem is more valuable, yeah. even while we sleep. Mm -hmm. Now you start building community. Right. Excellent. Sounds good. All right. Um, how can we find you? Uh, how can my audience set find you? Um, should they be interested in your consulting services? Strategiesprints.com is where you find us, and also many of our templates are, are open source there. You can download them. Okay. Strategiesprints.com. And the book is wherever you buy books. Uh, it's also on Amazon, mm -hmm. and it's called Strategy Sprints. Wonderful. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, and we want to thank the audience for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about on social media, leave a rating and a review, and or get to talk to our guest today, Simon Servino. Thanks again. This is Edna White and my guest, Simon Servino, saying bye for now. Thank you. Keep rolling, everybody. <laughs>